G'dads is brought to you by Collector's King. They are always for collectors. It's a brand new product they always sell at retail. They carry all the TCGs in addition to Pokemon. Their mission is to bring more people into their hobby and provide product at fair prices. Come join the collector army and start the hobby revolution. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Collectible Kings. That's collectible with a K for information on all their online product drops. And also by Gamers Move. Get your nerd on at GamersMove.com for all video game news, eSport news, podcasts, your lovely Pokedads, anything else your nerdy heart can think of at GamersMove.com. Nation, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pokedads, a Pokemon TCG podcast. You fun spot for news, decks, meta calls, or anything dad related. That's the Pokedads TCG podcast. Uh, hit us up on our text line at 815-782-0202. Drew, I got it this week. Thank you. Didn't need the help, but hey, man, I appreciate when you do help me when I forget things. Dad Brain, hit us up on the text line for uh, polls, questions, or, you know, of course, question of the week. I'm your host, Pokedad Rick, and with me today is... Pokedad Aaron. Uh, Pokedad Intern Drew. And I'm here as well. I'm Ethan Heckey. You might know me as Hexter. What's up, Ethan? Thank you so much for taking the time to join the podcast. We deeply appreciate you spending um, a little clock time uh, super late for you out in the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit later, but uh, nothing I can handle. I'm used to it. <laughs> um yeah well, look we got all the time zones because uh the intern is on the west coast so. he's on yeah, his own oh yeah yeah sure he's nevada right i was about yeah. to say he's his own time zone but he's not in arizona yeah it's still sunshine <laughs> over here <laughs> it's uh it's pretty dark pretty dark over here um Lovely. ethan for for our listeners uh just give a quick rundown of uh who you are favorite pokemon um what do you've done with the community and stuff like that that'd be great yeah, sure. Uh, you may know me as Hexter from Hexter Online Events, or more recently uh, as a commentator for Pokemon. I do some events here and there. And uh, yeah, I just pretty much have been running a lot of events for during the pandemic. And yeah, now I'm pretty much in commentating now that regionals are back. And my favorite Pokemon as of recent changes, you know how it is, it's back and forth. But I like Rotom. I like that he can be a uh, lawnmower and a dishwasher. It's pretty cool. <laughs> You can't that's go a good that. reason i like the reasoning <laughs> that's everything it's, right right yeah it's a very adult reason i like that it's like you know what it'll change to something else that i need become the vacuum <laughs> thank you yeah it's a solid pick um so getting ready for this coming regional uh how is this any different prep from euic um are you stoked and do you miss playing at all yeah, I'm excited. Uh, first regional event, same structure, but the meta does change a lot as you're moving from such a big event. It's going to be very responsive after how dominant Urshifu was this past weekend, so or two weekends ago. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, prep doesn't really change as much. Uh, it's kind of like anything. 
on the side of work, even when you watch yourself, when you understand what you did well and what you did, uh, what you could improve on. Uh, it's easy to take some notes, improve, right? What you need to work on going into the next thing. Uh, and playing is actually a really interesting topic as well, because I did play a lot. I think right now I haven't played anything, but after the events, I think I'm top 250 in NA still for TCG. I was at like 389 before the season ended. That was like kind of a wacky season because of how everything shut down, but I, I do miss it. There's things I like about both. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you can't do both, right? You can't commentate two grounds and then say, I'm ready for round three Swiss or whatever. I'm here to play, but uh, I still love the game regardless if I'm playing or behind the desk. It's the same love for me. Oh, that's, that's good. And, um, and I'm sure it's the same with like Chip and the other people that are out there too. So um, thank you again for being here. Aaron, what's up, man? Not much. Um, let's see. What have I been doing? I had some things. Well, one, as we already talked about in Pokedex Discord, I got me some nice purple Mountain Dew. It is only at Circle K. We are not sponsored, but it's not bad. It's not the best Mountain Dew I've ever had, but it's not bad. I would get it. I'd buy it again. Circle K. Yes. I also have some delicious end of the bottle Jonas Brothers tequila that I got for thirty dollars on clearance. I would I would buy it for thirty dollars on clearance again. (laughs) But because it's on clearance, it's not. I would not buy it for the fifty dollars it normally would charge. No. No, no, I know, but I mean, if it was on clearance, you probably won't find it again. That's true. I mean, it might just been in clearance at my Jewel, which is a local grocery store in the Midwest. For everybody who doesn't know, Um, again, not sponsored. (laughs) Also not sponsored. (laughs) <laughs> uh um, how, go ahead how how's everything going with the D stuff D stuff's going good um i think we just released our hundred and like 27th or something like that monster on the questionary stuff i'm working on my my patrons on my monster Hunter stuff are making me make a bunch of more dragonborn races so that's what i get to do this upcoming month which will be fun and exciting um my kid broke my other computer so that was good i have to, get in, I, have to <laughs> I don't know how he did it but he killed one hard drive and corrupted windows on the other one so is he is he, is he at that stage now is he watching no he, was, he, he better things? not be since he's right next to me when he's on it that'd be creepy <laughs> <laughs> i don't like where this is going <laughs> but no so my old computer I, I rebuilt all after i built my newer one during covid time and I mean, it had an SSD that uh, yeah, he corrupted the hard drive. So I have to reinstall Windows on that, which I had Windows 8 that I upgraded to Windows 10. So I either have to buy Windows 10 or figure out how to upgrade it again for free. Um, or my kid's stuck with Windows 8 and he can suffer. <laughs> or he's just going to play Minecraft anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm on Linux. <laughs> I could do that too, but I don't know Linux well enough. So that's really it for the most part. Oh, and I bought three wall mounts for my monitors once we get my desk built which is our next planned uh job we'll see you know, how it works you know what's funny yeah this, this desk thing has been talking about for oh, a long time to be honest this test has been talked about since i moved into this house <laughs> i I'm, i look forward to that adventure i'm super you. excited too that's about it all right <laughs> drew what's up man how are things Things are good. Uh, it's actually a really, really busy week. We had my buddy's bachelor party last weekend. We transitioned into a GLC tournament on Monday. Then everyone canceled, so it was just me and two other people who showed up, which was not fun. And then we had a break a case tournament on Tuesday, which was super sick. A lot of fun decks. I got my revenge on Duraladon, which felt really good. And then yesterday I got to sleep, 
and here we are. I'm very excited yeah. about the sleep, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy for him getting some sleep. It's always an important part of the week, at least one day. Like, just <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was crazy because uh, so Monday night after the GLC tournament, I went to work at eleven o'clock, and then I got out of work at eight a.m. the following day. Slept until the standard tourney, and I was beat. I was so dead. So Wednesday, getting to recuperate all that sleep is great. And then tomorrow, we have rehearsal dinner. I get to see Doctor Strange. And cool. the following day, I'm in a wedding. And the following day is Mother's Day. So it is not slowing down anytime soon. That's, that's a, that is a busy busy week for sure. For sure. Um, all right, well, anyways, you. I'm fine. <laughs> wow, that was quick. Bro, you got indies this weekend. Like, are you are you not pumped for that? Is Finn healthy? Oh, he's teething. <laughs> um, he's he's almost got a full bottom roll now. It's, nice. Uh, this one's coming in of the, the last little hole, and and then this one is still blank. Ethan, I have a I have a two year old soon, and an eight year old, and my two year old lives with me, and my daughter's from a different relationship. He's um he's a trooper. A lot of energy. You definitely handle all that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's overall good. Um, second guessing what I'm playing. Um, How dare you? Well, the, you you look at like late night this week. That's fair. And then now and now like Zemazenta seems like a fun deck to play. And then it's like, oh, here's Leafeon. But then you could play Leafeon like five different ways. And then there was this one way that I thought it was a lot of fun, but super big brain. And it's with Empoleon uh, and uh, Beedrill. And I'm just like, misplay after misplay. And I was like, nah, this is frustrating. And then I'm just like, well, maybe I just tech one thing and I keep the focus on, on the green giant and go from there. And then I start seeing success again. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then I want to sleep for like 15 hours. But um, I'm excited. It's um, I'm good. I'm good. Ready for some sleep, though, for sure. Good. Yeah. But, um, all right, we'll move on. You guys are here to talk about some Pokemon. Let's uh, talk about some Pokemon. Say that Pokemon this week. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's Clefairy! Fuck! Aaron, what is it? It is... <clears throat> Gloom. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> so, in case you don't know, Ethan... Vileplume is my favorite Pokemon, so this is just great. The the little the little icing on the cake, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Gloom's been around for a hot minute of over seventeen different cards since the beginning of Jungle, which was a ninety-nine release here and a ninety-six release in Japan. Gloom has been fun, some really talented artists, some really bad cards, and the last one we saw was in Cosmic Eclipse, which I recall Aaron wasn't wasn't super wasn't anything exciting right it's not very exciting no that gloom is 80 hp grass pokemon has one attack called sleep powder for one grass energy deals 20 damage and your opponent's active pokemon is now asleep which at least you don't have to flip a coin for and of course is all grass pokemon has a two retreat cost never a one i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but good news is we're getting a new Vileplume line in uh, Astral Radiance that's coming out in May. Oh, this is May. My goodness. It's coming out in 20 days. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, the art for that is pretty sick. You like it? Looks I, good. I do like it. I like uh, some of the discussions we were having where we, everyone was like, is it a base of a pineapple? Which obviously is a berry from Pokemon, which I can't remember which one it's called. So it's close to, yeah, oh, Pinup no, 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 no. Not the, oh, the, oh, talking about the Vileplume, the one's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mixed up on what you're talking about. My bad. <laughs> I, uh, I'm excited to have a Vileplume in, in finally back in in play. So that is exciting to have. I don't know how well it's going to do like any kind of competitively, but I'm excited to try and find out. I do have the link of the card if you want to read of what it does. It's right underneath the. Uh, Here, I'll pull up my phone because I can't open up my Discord any other way, and it wasn't there before. It was there the whole time. I clicked on everything. You're filled with lies. Unless you're talking about the the actual, um, I have the battle region, yes, upset. So if you're talking about that Gloom, I have that. I thought you were talking yes, about the Viaplume. A... My bad. I misunderstood. We went to Viaplume from Gloom already. So, yeah, Gloom is 80 HP grass Pokemon again. Has new attack. Absorb for one grass and one colorless. Deals 30 damage and heals 30 damage from this Pokemon. Still two retreat costs, still weak to fire. All right. Well, before we get into the the leak, leak stuff, Ethan, what's uh, do you have any favorite grass Pokemon? This is a important like, question. I dig Leafeon. Leafeon's cool. I felt like uh, I was about to read your mind. You were going to say Leafeon. I was about to say yeah. it. Uh, Mo Rotom is technically a grass Pokemon. There we go. So he is the most devious of the Rotoms. So <laughs> I rock with him for sure. And uh, besides that, recently. I like an Obama, Obama Snow. Got a lot of love in, uh, okay. in Legends Arceus. Made some appearances there. Been rocking with the with bomb man himself. You can't, you can't go wrong. He's, yeah. he's fun. Yeah. He's a unit for sure. <laughs> um, so recently we found out that there was some leak images of the new, the new looking Oddish that started off as a little pineapple from Violet and um, Scarlet. Yeah. yeah, I got it. I'll get there, bro. I'll get there. You made the look. You always have the same look when you're about to not say the word you're trying to think of. <laughs> it's, it's probably the look that I'm about to say it. And uh, we did We did eventually find out, though, it's not a full Vileplume line, supposedly. And Aaron, how how do you feel about, uh, was it Blossom? It's Blossom in, in the uh, U.S., I am all for Blossom. Blossom was definitely in when we did rankings on Grass Pokemon. It was also up there. So I have no issue just moving to the, the Viaplume adjacent evolution. I'm excited to see what it looks like, too. Although we, we don't even have the stage ones of the starters yet. so Yeah, but they're, they're not important. I feel like they are important. We've no, see if they, Oddish, if no. They start walking on their two legs or not. <laughs> I'm so excited to find out when that happens, though. <laughs> um what about you ethan for the new starters which one's your favorite so like at a look they're all solid this time around um i think quackity the the duck is definitely solid for sure and then i i, I don't know man that and the grass type one dude the sprigito i call her <laughs> spaghettio the... Spaghetti-o. The, gra- the grass-type cat. Um, it, will, it will just really come down to... There's been different games, right? Sometimes they will leak the final evolutions for some Pokemon mm-hmm. to influence your decision-making. And other times they won't. I either have to 
play through game day one or I'm going to get spoiled on Twitter, but uh, that's the choice I'll make. But I'm hoping that they do good to a, a final evolution of a grass Pokemon. It's been a while since I think Decidueye was the last one. I like Rillaboom too, but I feel like Decidueye was like the last standout good grass stage two evolution. So. I, I get that. Rillaboom was actually the other one I liked at first, but I'm a drummer, so I was like sold. I was like, I was like this is weird, and it, I, I'm fine, but because he's you know the long hair, got the drums, I'm like I'm I'm sold. But it was just so bizarre. He's like, now I have a drum kit in front of me. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? <laughs> Rillaboom, that seems very tiring. <laughs> That's why in the anime it just stays as grooky. It's like, oh, I don't want to animate these drums. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, Drew. Before we pass pass it up, we're going back to Gloom. What was the uh, PSA's prices on this bad boy? Uh, there was a Gem Mint Ten from Jungle that sold for fifty five dollars. So that's ooh fifty six now because uh, Poke Dad up, uh, upkeep or whatever. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's first edition too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, well, uh, let's move on to some news. we got actually a few things to talk about before we take a quick break. Uh, one of them is uh, Pokemon TCG back-to-school pencil case and eraser blisters revealed, guys. So you get your kiddos ready to... Uh, back to school, I'm like... It's like, they're not even done yet. They're done in a few <laughs> weeks. When's G done? First week of June? Uh, I think at the end of... So right before no. the end of May. Yeah. But and now let's let's get ready for them to go back to school because you know those twelve weeks, you know the little gray you have in your beard right now, it's gonna be probably full gray by then. I already blame the wife. Um, but to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> she's always like, "It's a new one." I'm like, "It's your fault." Uh... <laughs> look what you got looking forward to, you oh, young bucks. <laughs> so, but to be fair, this does come out July twenty second. So that's like a month ish before school's out or school comes you know back in session so the reprints when these sets sell out and then inevitably get put back into production will be perfect for back to school is what you're saying boom exactly (laughs) we're getting one uh chilling rain pack and one sword and shield base set pack where one set is about to rotate like a month later so that is kind of disappointing that's fine. What do the kids know? They're going back to school. That's true. Right? No, the yeah. the rumors the rumors are going around right now is that they're saying rotation's gonna happen before worlds like it did in twenty twenty. You guys you guys excited? Ethan, do you know already? I'm joking. <laughs> I don't I don't. <laughs> I don't know, unless there's something special. I, I think it's interesting though, because even when we rotate in, in some point in August, right? Overseas in Japan, they don't rotate I find interesting they rotate at the like the start of the year on january 1st they rotate then which i always thought i was like oh that's neat right you, you rotate yeah. at the start of the year it's simple but we've been doing it for so long that i think it's probably going to be what we expect for a while but we've been getting closer to worldwide releases right i mean we started out with what three year gaps right from, from oh yeah base set coming over here to the u.s and now we're at uh the whole schedule being shifted back a little bit now that's that's even why it's a question that the the set the rotation deal so I find it interesting that as we get closer and closer, it's a good thing. But uh, I think having rotation uh, is one of the scariest time for deck builders because it is the least amount of cards in a pool. 
and oh, sure. mm. one less set, especially depending on how powerful that set is looking like. There, there's some key hitters there, right? The uh, this is the assuming Zoroark is scheduled to release in that set that we're going to get later in August, uh, as well as some of the Gengar and other pieces. That's going to be a big key uh, to say if we're not getting that set and we're already just going to be rotating with what we have, that's what maybe starting from Fusion Strike, that's like six sets that we have to work off of cards. It's doable. We saw it last at 2019 Worlds in the start of this season, but definitely can be a little scary for when it comes to creativity. Well, my my favorite part is we're we're all sweating because there's still no switch or like those basic cards that we're we're all accustomed to being in rotation. <laughs> so everyone's like, Where, "Where's our cards at? Where's my rare candy?" <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So we got um we got a couple new cards that were dropped this week for Dark Phantasm. Uh, Dark Phantasma. I've said it like five hundred times. One of them is a trainer called called Volo. Aaron, do you want to talk about that one? Oh, going to go over here. So Volo is obviously you said it's a trainer supporter. Discard one of your benched Pokemon V and all cards attached. All attached cards. All it does. Well, we we finally have a scoop up net for a V Pokemon on the bench. You like that? Um, yeah, but, but but it goes to the discard pile, so it's yeah, a little different. Discard. <laughs> No, I, I, I know. What I meant is just cleaning up a spot on the bench. So if someone's getting sniped and they kept taking damage, you have a way of, you know, removing it. Which, overall, you know, it's cool. We are using a supporter, so drawing cards, you have to have B-Barrel going full-blown at this point. What do you think? I like Volo. I think that we've run into a lot of scenarios where Late game, you're kind of like praying that your opponent doesn't have boss. I don't think it'll be the most used cards, but I think that there are specific scenarios, like maybe even Cleaver V-Star could benefit from it, because it does more damage with its V-Star attack with you when you have more Pokemon in the discard pile. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the beefiest Pokemon to begin with, so if you need to potentially turn that into less of a prize liability, just get rid of it and hopefully get another Cleaver in play and swing for the fences now that you have more in your discard pile. What about you, Ethan? Interesting, right? We're used to seeing removal cards be on supporters that heal or put the Pokemon back, right? AZ to pick cards up, put it back into your hand, discard the pieces, Acerola, Sharon's Care. We've seen this a lot. The fact that you're discarding has pluses and negatives, right? So obviously, like, eyes go right away to the liability Pokemon. Now I can fetch a Crobat, and then they point if my opponent's prize routing to take a two prize on the Crobat to... Maybe get back into a game after a slow start, you can remove that. And even on the same piece, you can still retreat into something, uh, then go ahead and discard it. Uh, and then now you have another Pokemon up there. You essentially have healed it, but at what cost, right? At discarding the resources. So uh, I think in, in a sense of there will be decks in which it makes sense. I think it's interesting if you look at some pieces like Gengar that are going to be released soon. You can go ahead and use the ability, use some of those uh, trainer cards, we're getting sort of the damage mover, that item card to go ahead and move some damage counters over, then discard and then reuse that ability again uh, to get it back into play, and then since your discard pile is probably, it kind of works in a weird way with the discard pile but you can technically start reusing some of those abilities to get more damage into play uh, scale of flexibility and a card that uh, is flexible is good in my opinion, so we'll see how it does I like that too, Drew, we're getting a new Spirit Tomb, you stoked? Sure. I mean, it's not 
usable <laughs> in GLC. Uh, it, it doesn't handle um, Mad Party quite as well as I'd like it to. But I think with Dark Patch, uh, something like this is, you know, usable. You don't have to play the same Spear Tomb in order to perk its attack, and it does 10 damage. This attack does 60 damage for each Spear Tomb in the discard pile. Uh, but its ability cursed message, um, if this Pokemon is knocked out by an attack uh, from your opponent's Pokemon, search your deck for a card, put it in your hand, and shuffle your deck. So it's nice to kind of be left with something. There's a Gengar in, what was it? Maybe Chilling Rain that came out and has a very similar um, ability, but this being a basic, being able to kind of like have a parting gift, if you will, is pretty sick. Yeah, no, I I agree. It, it's just it's, it's fun that we keep seeing this Pokemon around a lot lately, especially in the Sword and Shield format where you know we have a, the Pokemon Sun and Moon, I believe, right? Is it? I thought it was a uh, Gen Five. Or Gen Five, even even a Gen Five, yeah. Your team's four. Oh, four. Okay, yeah. then four makes can't sense. You forget it on uh, Cynthia's yeah. team, right? The menace that opens up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, bad, no, not bad. All makes sense now. We're <laughs> 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 still, still showing a love on four. That make that totally makes sense. Makes sense. Um, outside of what Drew said, I don't really have much. I just know it's you know it's a fun little card. Aaron, any feelings on it? not grass so you pass that, i mean that's obviously the the correct answer i mean no 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 that's not the correct answer it's weak to grass completely playable everybody should play it right oh meta <laughs> meta manipulation that's what yes. it's called <laughs> don't play duraludon okay don't play <laughs> uh ethan some quick thoughts on it uh, we've seen a lot of these proc effects be released in like the last two weeks. There's a card that was released, I forget exactly what, that puts eight damage counters somewhere if it just gets clean knocked out. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of effects. I like the design change that the team over at Creatures Inc. is going for. It's, it's unique, it's interesting. It's less of big HP, do build big damage, power up your Pokemon. Uh, however, the fact that it caps at 180, it's 10 plus 60, I believe. So 190 it caps at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty weak. Moltres does better late game scenarios. So I think Moltres will just outshadow it because it exists. It's unfortunate, but it's kind of how it is. And in my book, Moltres is cooler anyway. Especially the stamp card. I love the stamp card version of it. When stamps mattered, man. Mm -hmm. Not Magnazone. When Magnazone got shafted. Right. <laughs> um, next up, uh, they announced a new Galliate V, which I'm pretty pumped on um, if you're into fighting. Um, has two attacks. First one's called Rising Sword. For one fighting, one colorist does 20 plus damage. Does an additional 50 damage for each prize card you've already taken. So um, kind of a, a nice twist where usually it's like does more damage for every prize card your opponent has taken. This one gives you like a nice end game, um, which I find pretty, pretty exciting for. Um, and then it has Buster Swing. Two fighting, one colorist, 130 damage. This attack damage is infected by resistance. We can forget about the attack because it's all about that first attack. Um, where, you know, it's, you know, you can Rayhan in the, in the end game situation um, using Echoing Horn to bring up any V Pokemon that's on the bench that, you know, you can knock this out. And the new axe that we're getting in the next set, where uh, was it? Discard. I want to say. Reveal the top card of your deck. 
It's just and, a reveal. Okay. And if, if it's, it's a fighting energy, you accelerate it to a bench fighting Pokemon. Yeah. And if it's not, you just put it in your hand. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought I, I thought I digged a little deeper than that, but I kept going with Bay, where it was what discard eight, and if there's a f- energy, attach it. But no, it's not. I was like, oh no, that would be a little too powerful for an item card. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> discard, <laughs> discard a third of your deck. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, I I feel um a lot of different. I don't. I would just. Uh, your buddy Ninetales had um, also said something pretty good that could be used in other decks, but the only thing I could think of was like Aurora Energy in some kind of situation, so you could play it um, if it, you didn't want to play in a fighting deck. But outside of that, um, I think it's a, a big powerhouse in the fighting deck when we're getting the, you know, the Machamp, or if you're playing Lucario, or you know, or soon you're rotating Colossal V Max. That's not good. Sorry, buddy. Is what it is. Um... So my my immediate thoughts on it uh, earlier, in, when they had kind of like leaked the mm-hmm. Lost Abyss sets and stuff like that, they had mentioned a Gallade VMAX as well. So considering this is part one of what could potentially be an even better part two, makes this card pretty busted. But this heavily steers into the one of like three things I really don't like about Pokemon, and that is getting rewarded for steamrolling, and then you continue to steamroll. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, so you take prize cards and then you do more damage for taking more prize cards. And I think that although it's weak to one of the best decks in the format, and there's a lot of psychic support coming out in that Go set as well, um, I think that this Gallade V is definitely has a lot of merit to it as well. We got wood. I'm trying to think of what to say because I feel like Drew just kind of like covered most of it already um i mean it's it's an excitable card it's with it's um like the ability to do 270 you know with anything that would increase it the choice belt to make it 280 is hp of almost all v-star pokemon i could definitely see it being that like that finisher just with the simple little change so yeah i like it all right sweet ethan what's up man uh, we actually saw a Gallade card years ago in Roaring Skies that had the opposite effect of an attack that did 20 plus 50 for every prize card you have left on your field. <laughs> uh, so it's very interesting to see the, the game design team take a complete 180 on it uh, and pretty much make it the opposite to deal more damage for every prize card you've taken instead of how many you have remaining. Uh, but putting that aside, looking at what, 270 max? 300 with ban, 320 with quick shooting. So the math is there to take KOs. Uh, it's just going to, again, come down to uh, in what scenarios are useful. Steamrolling can definitely be a problem at times. Uh, but the fact you mentioned that Galley VMAX possibly coming out complements it, right? Get early and you have that attacker. It feels like committing the slots sometimes for a otherwise mediocre Pokemon. 90% of the game can uh, sometimes backfire, especially if it's a liability for starting. So be something to take into consideration for sure. That makes me think of what it, maybe when it turns into a VMAX, Drew, the attack switches, and it's your opponent's left remaining prize cards. You're like, oh! Nah, I mean, if <laughs> if, if the design of Pokemon has said anything, like, uh, I think, like, Age of Slash, like, how, it, how its VMAX does the same thing. Um, yeah. 
and and then the the shaman as of recent has the same like revenge type attack from the v to the v v star so no rayquaza the same thing they had a <laughs> yeah. limit then no limit yeah yeah that makes sense yeah so i would i would assume it's probably just like they tick up the number and then it does the same exact thing but i would love to be pleasantly surprised and see it do other things because gosh no uh we don't have enough uh fighting utility in this format right now (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure all right guys we got two more cards before we go on break the next one i want to talk about though is they they announced a baby machamp line and i'm 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 all for it you're machamp fans i know they felt like machamp v max is meh and you know it's a little meh for sure for sure but now we have a possibility one prize pokemon with 300 hit points Aaron, what else does this thing do Sure. So the Machamp, like you said, three hundred. Apparently, it's one hundred fifty HP. Uh, stage two Pokemon has the ability though, Blacksmith Muscles. If your opponent has three or fewer prizes, fewer prize cards remaining. This Pokemon gets an extra one hundred fifty. It has a single attack for two fighting energy, strong arm lariat, hundred plus damage. You may choose to do a hundred more damage. If you do during your next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. It's psychic and it has a two retreat cost. Uh, I'll just say it now because, you know, Drew's going to say it, but great for GLC. You got to love it. You got to love it. <laughs> um, I'm stoked. I, I feel like it's a, a Sage 2 Pokemon with some potential. You know, we, we tend not to see that a lot lately. I'm, and out of all of them, like the champ is, I feel like is a perfect candidate. I like the art on it a lot too, because I feel like I can recreate mm-hmm. it with them with the dad bod for our stickers. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> This looks like Dad Bod Thor. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I uh, I'm I'm intense. Um, Drew, I would like to hear well, your theories. Is it is it as good as I'm hoping it'll be? You think it's gonna be good? You see, it's gonna be playable. So I'm back and forth about it. So what makes a lot of good stage two decks right now is the addition of Shady Dealings and Teleon being able to grab your rare candies to expedite this. But then on the other hand, like this card's only really good late game. So you kind of have a little bit of time before this gets a little more powerful. Uh, the attack, I think, even with Choice Belt, is just a little bit on the weaker side for me, because then you can't attack next turn, so you have to hope you have a second attacker to switch into. Um, and it's a little stingy in terms of the attack cost being double fighting, where it didn't get really to split the difference with a colorless, which would have been nice. Um... So it's it's very middle ground for me. I think it'll be fun. I think Little Dark Fury will definitely make a way to uh, make it very playable. But um, to me, I really can't brainstorm anything in terms of competitiveness. Just by, just by itself. I love this card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ethan? Uh, I like to see Machamp get in love. It's a great Pokemon. Can't hate on him ever. Uh yeah, it just feels underwhelming. Uh, I feel like even in GLC, right, you're playing singleton format. I feel like it would be very good in the format where it is in singleton because there is no way to chain it together necessarily uh, in a following turn, uh, pending like a few maybe niche combinations. And in standard, yeah, 200 on the stage too. It's going to take you minimum two turns to get out and deck slots you've got to commit. And it just, even at 300, right, it feels like there's like a handful of things that can still knock it out late game. Uh, and then on top of that, you throw it in there. What are you doing for your opponent's first three prize cards if you're really committing to the strategy to get your Machamps out and set up? 
kind of feels like by the time you get them set up, your opponent may already be at three prize cards, just kind of naturally based off of the tempo of the deck and how fast tempo-wise this format is, where it either plays a heavy early game or its end game is like absolutely ridiculous with combos and setup and yoga loop. I give it a, I'll be nice and say two out of five stars. I mean, I'd love for this card to do great and uh, maybe time comes eventually where it's good, but it's not right now, unfortunately. I, I, um, I liked your where your head's at with the the prize game because it's it's not really gonna get you out of the situation. It's like, oh shit, this is going south pretty quickly, and my Machamp's not gonna help me in this because he's just gonna be like, hey man, take this. All right, that was two hundred. You're still alive, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Uh, that's good. That's good. All right, well, uh, leave things off. Uh, We got. A new dark slash could be fairy love Pokemon. Drew, what 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 was revealed this week? Oh, are we talking about Enamorous V? Yeah, I didn't want to say it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Pokemon that came out in uh, Legends Arceus. Uh, if you haven't played any of the the late game, if you will, uh, you never saw this Pokemon, and uh, a lot of TCG players were. Scratching their heads when they saw this. <laughs> so, like, is this real? Please yeah. tell me it's a fake card. No, it's a basic 210 HP uh, psychic Pokemon. Uh, the ability Guardian of Live. Uh, as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, prevent all effects of your opponent's Pokemon's abilities done to your Pokemon with any psychic energy attached, uh, except for Enamorous V. And then for one psychic and two colorless, Blooming Tail, 100 damage, attach up to two basic energy cards from your discard pile to your Pokemon. Any way you like. And uh yeah. Week two metal. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very scary looking Pokemon. It looks like uh the Power Rangers had battled it a couple times throughout the last Oh yes years. it does. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's our age right there, Ethan, right there. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should we just talk about the attack first? Like, the three energy for a whopping 100? Are we, like, come on. Okay, so I'm indifferent. So oh, there's... Oh. I think so, so, like, a kitchen table version of the new Mewtwo that came out in Go. This might be playable. Like, you could utilize double turbo energy to get this attack off. You could play it with Arceus to spread your energy around for a higher discard uh, attack with Mewtwo later. And this prevents you from getting... Uh, quick shoot. This prevents the uh, what dark, not dark signal. The uh, the Umbreon's ability. The Umbreon's um, boss. Yeah, that one. Um, and then the Leafeon's boss as well. So it's a, uh, it has merit. I think that the ability on Espeon Vmax is just a little bit better because you don't need to be in the active for it. But other than that, I think that kitchen table. This is fun. Mm- Maybe take it to locals as like a cheeky little Tekken for local meta is cute. For the ability to deal damage and accelerate from the discard pile, I think it's a cool mid-game fun way to play the deck, but not optimal by any means. Okay, that was good. I like that. It is very ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ethan, what do you got? So we've been in the direction... Looking at the meta, if you kind of isolate every single Pokemon, that's good. Like 80% of them are either legendaries or mythicals. So when they released this card initially, I was like, all right, this card's probably going to be good. 
And man, is this card underwhelming? It's, it's unfortunate, <laughs> right? Because I think it'd be hilarious to see this uh, card all over and just looking at the Pokemon and being like, yeah, uh, this is Pokemon now. This is kind of what we got to look at. But uh, the fact that the ability, like, just to put it in perspective, even if the ability was on, had the effect that it could just activate anywhere, I still feel like the card would be mediocre and not even like a, oh, when building a psychic deck, I want to include this in. Oh, yeah. Like cool, right? Where it's like, well, what effects for actually matter? What it's like everything's damage, Trinity Nova's damage, uh, anything with Mew is damage, Urshifu is damage. Um, so it's interesting, but uh, I mean, it could work out, it could be okay, but it's underwhelming and uh, disappointing. I think this Pokemon is funny looking, so I'd like it to be good. <laughs> yeah, to go back to your first statement, it's kind of like when everyone was digging through their bulk for Moo Moo cheese when all of a sudden Stone Joiner became a thing, <laughs> yeah. I need boo boo cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> what if we come to? <laughs> um, I saw plenty of moo moo cheese this week too, but not because of Stone Turner. It's the uh, the fossil electric one, where uh, if you uh, attack it, you like right. get hit by twelve damage counters. Yeah. So yeah. Was... Oh, I hate that one so much. Yeah. So I was like, a... um, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 So you got to plan everything right. But then he's like, I'm just going to ice pop the heel, hyper, super, coin, quote, whatever. The coin, the coin. Yeah. And then, and then that's saw Moo Moo Cheese. I was like, what? <laughs> that's great. You just freed up 80 hit points in one turn. I love it. I love this journey for you. Doesn't it have a four retreat cost, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It never yeah. retreats, though. They also have yeah. Cheryl's in that deck and all sorts of stuff. Well, no, I know my, my boy Rick is uh, just practicing Leafeon heavily, so it's you know, swinging for the fences on something like sure, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, that, of course that was it. But uh, if you benched two of them and all you had was a V star in one match, that's a fun time, bro. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you got anything to say about your favorite Pokemon of all time? This is never going to be my favorite Pokemon ever. Yeah. It is. I I would never want to play this card. I don't care if it's good or not. <laughs> Dude, just, your deck is your deck is complete but you have to play this I'm, no no I'm you cannot card. pay me unless it's a lot of money to do that um i i don't see a reason to play it realistically it's right. well i would say it's just no i like it i like it all right well, well we're gonna take a quick break before we go on break, Ethan, uh, the Poké Dads, we like to fight for the love of pop punk. Do you have any love for pop punk at all? Pop punk, not the biggest representative. <laughs> I think I'm gonna dig it for sure, though. So what'd you say? Uh, pop punk. You gotta explain to me what pop punk is. Oh, they, uh... oh. Um, what would you kids consider pop punk <laughs> right now? Ooh. Kids. Yeah, they, you you kids. present your uh, your problem right there already. Well Machine Gun Kelly right now is pop punk. Uh, you know Avril Levine, bro? I do, but I yeah. think Avril Levine is actually like most of those hits were believe it on before I was born, which is kinda crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm oh, I'm oh three, which sounds wild. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So what about your Fallout Boys, your My Chemical Romance, and all that stuff? You know, Blink-182? 
if the, if the mood is right if the mood is right i'm down for it i'm down for it but i don't think i'm like if i'm going like i'm gonna listen to some music today I, i'm instantly like go pull out fallout boys or imagine dragons or something that's not really my go-to but all right, all right. maybe we'll do something different what is your go-to when you're studying or playing pokemon what do you got jeez i probably find a pop punk, punk cover uh, pop punk cover maybe. right <laughs> yeah um I've been uh, listening to a lot of J-pop recently. Uh, oh, okay. Going, uh, going away to school going in Japan. Japan. So oh, cool. uh, I got to get integrated. And I just like the music in general. Yeah, All right. Do you know, you know Kung Fu? Kung Fu? Uh, that's next step on the chopping block for sure. Got to uh, announce no, the no, dojos no. there. Uh, Kung Fu Generations? No, no. That's oh, what Kung, I Fu Generations. Kung Fu Generations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good band. <laughs> uh, I was I like, bring, wait, you I mean the, the, the martial arts or rocking that? No, no, no. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure where he was going with that. And then I was like, <laughs> no, no, you he's like Kung Fu we'll multiple play, times. Yeah, we'll we'll play one of those. I'm a big Naruto fan. They had like six oh. songs for openings and a couple for Bleach. Yeah. Like After Dark is pretty good. Haku, Haku, whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow, you such know, a fan. I'm such a, <laughs> <laughs> you go on Spotify, everything is in Japanese, bro. <laughs> I'll show it to you right now. Well, we're gonna be oh, okay. Oh man! Jeez, <laughs> we'll be right okay, back. We're going on break. <laughs> Pokedads has partnered with Ink Gaming to bring you a fantastic deal. For ten percent off your entire order at checkout, use code DadsPod10. That's D A D S P O D. 10 for 10% off all your custom playmats, custom mouse pads, custom dice bags, and a plethora of other gaming accessories. Again, use Dad's Pod 10 when checking out at inkgaming.com.
J-pop action for the people listening on the, the podcast mm-hmm. thing. I appreciate it. Sorry that I'm a whatever. I'm not going to continue this conversation. But the reason why <laughs> Ethan is here this week, uh, he, he's the guy who started the Hexter tournaments um, when the pandemic started, and he gave out the final date of the finale on May 14th and 15th, right? I got that right? Yep, yep. I did it. Um. Let's let's just do a little things. Uh, what made you come up with the Hexer tournament to begin with? I know the pandemic started things shut down. What was going through your head, or is it just like, man, I just want to play? Like, tell me, tell me the, the little story of it. So it's been a while, right? This is April of like 2020 when everything sort of started, kind of mm-hmm. culminated into events shutting down, and essentially pretty much gave me the opportunity to say, I want to start streaming. I want to start making some content. Uh, and that started out with building a PC up from the scratch and uh, sort of rocking a uh, sort of PTCGO stream. And it sort of within the first couple of weeks kind of became the fact that uh, it was pretty clear that people were looking for a place to play in events because everyone's so used to either going to locals every week or going to play in league cups every week if they're on the tournament for the championship points grind. And I decided, you know what, I'm not really, it was Rebel Clash format at the time, it was just kind of Dragapult and Picarom running over everything, and I was like, I'm not really feeling this format right now, uh, but I am feeling running events for people who are enjoying the game and who want to play the event. So we did our first Hexter event, I feel like the exact date, I believe it was in April, it's been over two years now, and uh, we had a whopping 10 players in our oh, first yeah. event that we got together in like maybe an hour and change and <laughs> ran it through a tournament site called Challenge. Uh, which is similar to Battlefy and similar to Limitless. And uh, essentially that just continued to grow. And uh, our second season, with the help of some awesome creators and people who have pushed the series out, it became this uh, big tournament series. We got to like 120 people, which was a big thing. But the whole the whole idea through everything was people can play for essentially free. Two packs in, whatever we put in, we put out. We don't take anything. We worked for free. I, I didn't make any money off of that. I'd say I'd lost money off of the entire Hexter series. I just did it because I loved the game. And uh, it turned into some incredible opportunities for me. I never expected anything like becoming a, a commentator for Pokemon after commentating online tournaments for PTCGO. Uh, but more importantly, like all good things, it kind of had to come to an end for one reason or another. It was mainly just the direction that the scene was going. Limitless did a lot of great things for the platform. I'm very grateful for Limitless. I'm very grateful for Robin, 
uh, I had to take a step back, and, and when I stepped back in, everything had changed. I went from Battle 5 to Limitless to a new platform to a new tournament series to the prizing being bigger, and it was just more and more unreasonable for a series that was sort of like a, a mom-and-pop shop, so to say, of like, uh, we're not here to give you a lot of money. We're here just because you want to play and enjoy People are going to take the opportunity, right, to play in events where they're they're doing the same thing. They're they're entering for free and they're getting more out of it. For sure. So we ended up uh, shutting the series down uh, just because it was taxing on all of us. Again, we weren't taking anything out of it. So uh, a lot of these kids who were doing it, myself included, uh, my friends are still in high school. We have uh, long days during the day to during school, and then so how is after your job, right? It's kind of the time you got to do your stuff, and we were kind of just doing it to. Hey, it was still good to help people out, but. Uh, we ended off on a really awkward note, and more recently, uh, an opportunity provided itself uh, to really get a huge prize pool in and sort of just give one last last hurrah. Hopefully, with the way the pandemic is going, we're sort of easing out of things as we continue with vaccinations rolling out and with events coming back, hopefully League Cups for the next year. We're kind of just getting into this, this stage where the online era is coming to a close. And uh, because this opportunity they provided with prizing, I thought it would be a good idea uh, to get this event out, team up with you guys, uh, and yeah, just give everyone a really awesome show, sort of a like last hurrah for everyone who's done a lot in the online era, uh, and for all of our players to put in a lot of work. Yeah, no, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to uh, help sponsor the event. We're pretty stoked. The names attached, uh, some of them on there are actually some pretty good friends of ours, especially Pokey Dad uh, Frosted Caribou. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's one of our faves. I've had her a few times. Um, if I remember, I remember I asked you, like, you gave me the list of the last, so the last Hexter was April of last year, right? That was the last one. Yeah, our Hexter events, I'm trying to, I think I have an actual, uh, document of, I believe, our first Hexter event standings. This is a, uh, <laughs> uh, one of them from a while ago. This was, like, our first event that we did. I mean... I have like the screenshots of these that are like yeah. our first like ten people events, and um, I think I think there's a way to show info on this. If if I can't find it within ten seconds, I'm just gonna oh no no worries time. But limit limitless has uh, April nineteenth, twenty twenty one was the Hexter season four number two where you had a whopping three hundred and forty five um, players. And and then the April twenty fifth. Was the Hexer season three Inventational, which just had twenty twenty six people? Yeah, that was the great thing about our series of uh, rewarding players who continue to play throughout the events, uh, come back, and that was really where we had our biggest prize pool too. We made big pushes for sponsors uh, to just throw everything at our players for really rewarding them for putting an effort and sticking with the series. I think it was around April fifteenth or April twentieth. Uh, where I have that, I have to go back on the Battlefy or oh, no worries, no worries. At this point, but yeah, it's been it's been over two years, and man, as it felt like two weeks, it's been it's been kind of a crazy gap. So the um, what Drew pointed out before we, uh, I was just we were just talking shop before we got on the you were having it like every three days, every four days, which um, can be very daunting because. Um, during the early stages of the pandemic, the two things that popped into my mind when it came to online tournaments was you and chill tournaments. And then I know chill kind of backed down in the same situation of how you did. The prize pool was getting bigger and people wanted more from them. Um, and 
not gonna lie, there, there's new people out there. Like the late night's really fun. Like I guess you could consider that the the biggest one currently. Drew, would you consider that? Yeah, yeah, that that, and I think Sunny's are the two big ones right now. Yeah. Um, without you guys, is there going to be stuff right now? Um, what? So, what's what makes this like? this finale for you like what what do you hope out of it what what's the two days going to be like are are you stoked to be able to hang out well uh, of course uh, digitally with some of the uh, content creators and yourself like what what are you expecting like the most you want for this regional like event for PTCGO uh in my nature I'm usually I hate to spell myself I'm a perfectionist on like a lot of levels so everything like in the planning process from like the start of about two weeks ago to now has been like oh I need this to be this or whatever but I hope my main takeaway with everything I hope I look back on it and say that I just enjoyed myself and it was just a proper hurrah where everyone was just able to enjoy playing the game enjoy having fun uh I know it will be hard in the moment saying that because there's obviously a lot of stress and I'll be running a stream all day but just the fact that it is even possible for all of us to just kind of play in an event together, have some fun, enjoy. That's kind of uh, that's what I want to see. So I'm hoping everyone enjoys. I'm hoping everything goes smoothly. Can't, can't, nothing can be perfect, but you can have a lot of fun. That's what matters, right? So, oh, it definitely does. And then, uh, limitless and all the stuff we've had two years of prep for this. And I personally, honestly, hope online stuff doesn't fully disappear. Um, I feel like it, it forces tpci to take a look at live and and make it better in the long run because we all you know everyone knows right now it's the reception for it is not great and i would hopefully want both worlds because even now um we're so aaron and i were Yu-Gi-Oh players back in the heyday yeah. like that's that's what we did and we we had the game boy advance games you know so we would that's how we would play when we were playing competitively at locals and stuff like that and we haven't had a Pokemon card game since the Game Boy Color. You know, it's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I just hope it's it's both because, like, especially being us and dads and stuff, going to leagues every week or even like bigger events, it's so nice that we have an opportunity to sit back and play competitive Pokemon. Which, um, learning from Full Grip and this, like real life and PTCGO are two different monsters because I don't have to think so much. <laughs> I like when things glow. glow. Like, oh yeah, the glow is this. good. Green cards, <laughs> they're glowing. Um, when you're looking through your deck, everything is sorted the way you need to. Okay, here's all my item cards. Here's my Pokemon. What's missing? <laughs> and then in real life, you're like, I don't know. I don't. Hold on. How many Sobbles do I have? Did I see two, three? I don't, I don't know. And then they're looking at you thinking you're cheating because you're taking too long. You're like, no, I'm just old. <laughs> yeah, I gotta right. you, you get a shorthand. Shorthand for your Pokemon cards. <laughs> um, outside of that, how, if you're allowed to talk about how did Pokemon come up to you? How, how are, did you get to the position you are now? Is it just someone new of the work you did or... I think it was just the fact that I was creating content and just providing that space for people. Uh, I think my com having like a commentary, like being out there, being able to see that, I think definitely played a part into it. Uh, I wish I had all the details so I could give everyone who wants a chance to to be that, to have all the information to pursue it. But I think really just like making content is was important of like putting yourself out there, 
uh, the industry and I'm sure in the work industry too. And then a lot of things like you can't just sit back and wait for things, right? You, you got to go out there. You got to pursue things. You got to, got to push towards things. Um, and yeah, I've had my fair share of improvement. I've had my fair share of things to learn, but, uh, I think, yeah, just put in the work. You'll get the results if it's there. Sometimes it's a dice roll, but it's kind of what matters in the end. Oh, that's great. Hey, that's how uh, we feel too. Um, to get out there is put the best thing you could possibly make out there week after week. We we try to come out every week with the episode. Um, Drew and I started this thing called the Pokédad Medical on Tuesdays where we go over the last week's tournaments and uh, he looks at any tournaments that have at least 35 players or more and then we, we calculate, well, I, so I keep saying we. Drew calculates everything and all the winning decks and <laughs> we talk about it, which is this week was a lot of fun. Um, because you know it's leading up to the next regionals and you're trying to figure out what what people are going to play and you still no idea but it's fun because i like to be wrong all the time and like it's very exciting euic like if you thought the bears was uh, a good choice you'd be lying except so drew and i just laughed about it we're like we were right we we both picked bears no we did not (laughs) no absolutely not like no one could have predicted it was that good unless you were you know bradner and, and the posse so um yeah, it's it's cool to see the meta shake out like that. But about how many um, hegsters deep were you when they reached out to you about Players Cup and commentating for that? This was after this was after I um, was this is when I was in wilderness or after I went to Utah. Uh, I was actually in Utah there for boarding school, running the events out of like a uh, a little office that I had on my dorm floor that I had like tucked my PC in. I actually had to, every single night that I wanted to stream, I had to assemble my whole PC. It was like in my room. I had to take it down. I had to set up all the power. I had to put in all the USBs. I had to set everything up. I do it for like whatever, the three hours or whatever I did cut for. And then that night I'd have to take it all. I'd have to break it down. I'd have to bring it back up. Um, So it was during like that period where things were pretty shaky that they uh, they reached out. And uh, the rest is history at this point. Like, yeah. And the difference between getting to travel for these events that you're announcing for and then getting to sit back in front of a curtain and do Players Cup, like how, how what does it feel like? What's the sensation like going to these IRL events and seeing all these players hoping for top spots or just to, you know, have fun and play decks? Like, what's it like? Scarily unreal at times. There's times where I'm just like up at the desk casting and it just doesn't even feel like I'm feels like I'm back doing a Hegster event or I'm, I'm behind my thing. But there's a lot of the subtleties that come down into like the commentary itself that are different uh, for Players Cup. It's, I mean, you are worth a caster, right? But you got your camera there. You're, you're looking at your camera, you're speaking. Uh, when I'm up at the desk with Chip or whoever I'm up with, uh, you have to interact with it. It's, it's a whole different experience. It's a whole different world of casting, uh, pre-recorded versus live. There's a lot of differences. But overall, just getting to walk around, see people, it's it's refreshing. It's I used to I traveled to regional events whenever I could before the pandemic, and I will continue to as a commentator or a player uh, wherever I am. I love it, and uh, nothing will ever change my mind about that. That's so sick. One uh one of my favorite things uh, Drew brought up uh because uh, when we found out you were at EUIC, one of our favorite things is like you bring you bring like fresh blood to the commentators. Like you're you're the youngest now. And now you're you're brought up on the more current stuff of Pokemon, where you look at Chip or Wasi and all them. They've been around like the hot, the longest. It's it's very refreshing to see you be like, well, 
they're thinking like this, where the other guys were like, "What? Why did they do this? What happened?" And then you're you're right there on beat. It, it was it was so much fun watching you two weeks ago. Like I'm so happy for you, dude. Yeah, it's it's scary. I, I I enjoy being young, and I do like that freshness. It's it's a little scary sometimes with how young I am compared to compared to everybody else. I love it still. Uh, I mean, Chip's out here. He's about to have his child. He's married. I'm just out of high school. It's uh, yeah. he's about to become a, a Poke Dad. So yeah, yeah, eventually, <laughs> maybe one day, right? Get to get to join the squad. There you go. Um, but it, it is, uh, yeah, it is very different and. Uh, I hope they continue to bring their freshness uh, with it. I've, the, all the feedback from everyone has been incredible for this event. I've learned so much about what I did great and what I didn't great. And some things I didn't even think I improved on. I get messages from people say, hey, I love that you did this specifically. And I was like, oh, I thought that was, was weaker. But uh, I, I like that too. The different aspects of how the game has changed. I joined, I started playing the game. Uh, my first my first interaction with the game was a lot younger. Uh, I first interacted with the game in 2010 during the sp era for pokemon uh that was platinum was the sets at that point uh and then didn't touch the game again for six years for ancient origins and okay. uh went competitive in 2018 so i'm i'm fairly new to the game uh i've been playing for longer than a lot of people now with how things have shaped out but it doesn't mean that uh I, my view on the game is still how it is. It's definitely a lot fresher of a view than trying to compare everything. To, oh, I remember Genesect DX from Plasma Blast. Why can't cards be more like like that card or something like that? I, uh, I'm a present mind, right? You got to think present. You got to think about how things are now. Referring is always great, but it's kind of in the moment is what matters. How I see things. So. No, it's great. The problem with the, like Aaron and I's generation, we're like super hooked on nostalgia. So like when no, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like okay bro let it go um same same thing for like uh so i what was i seventh grade so that's a long time ago back in 99 yeah or eighth grade <laughs> Dude, I don't when, somewhere somewhere i know we were in middle school that's all that matters middle school of the late 90s and then we we kind of stayed with it for like a year um it's base set jungle fossil and most of us were done after fossil because we we're like oh all 151 pokemon are out and then gen 2 you know starting to come out and all the stuff and team rocket set and we're like we're good and then and then um um not as not as early as you but we're we're like literally right before the pandemic started and uh, a little over two years the same thing with drew 2019 um so we're, we still kind of have that fresh where on even after a hundred and plus episodes of Pokey Dads and doing events, reading cards. Like, um, I still have not coming close as long as we played Yu-Gi-Oh, but we're we're getting mm -hmm. closer. Where I I'm not bored, so that's that's good. Yeah. But I just, you know, as I told you, I just really suck at the game at times. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. So I got a question. Um, this isn't. This is kind of do with your casting. Since you've been casting for the last couple of years. Was there ever like a player that you like had to cast for multiple times or like a specific kind of deck that you enjoyed the most to kind of talk about or cast in general? Uh, I'm going to hit you with a trick answer here because it's my favorite deck to cast and it's also my least favorite deck to cast. And <laughs> okay. that's control. Anything that is hand lock or mill is one of the decks that I could be up on the desk and I'd be having the best time of my life. And I had a, or it could be like a game that I had during Players Cup 4 
where I had to sit in front of a screen for an hour and 30 minutes Ooh. for this Excadrill control set. And that was probably one of the uh, hardest sets to talk about. I think the intricacies <laughs> of seeing that deck work uh, are what complement a player. Uh, if you know a player and you and you are very involved in the game, you can see, oh, well, Bradner knows what he's doing here. He's sequencing everything correctly. He's doing this. To the average viewer, it's a little bit harder. To the average player, with control, someone is dominating. They're they're controlling the entire board. They're seeing what's happening. It's very a lot easier, rather, to see how they're navigating through everything, how they're approaching everything. So that's probably... Uh, that deck in itself is always a joy to watch. Like Sanders control deck for EUIC. I was uh, about to say that. That yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch, especially when I when I got to the the loop at the end with Elder Goss. Like, it's silly to think about. Like, I was like, why is no one else thinking about this until now? It's just like, oh no, I'm just gonna continue doing this until you run out of cards. It's a good time. Yeah, so I kind of got the, the best of that world because I didn't have to sit behind the desk for that entire match to cast, but I got to talk to Sander and hear his thoughts about it and see his uh, reactions. And, and when it comes to players, uh, I, I'll hopefully have more experience with this as I continue to cast live events where this player really didn't play that much during online events, but Justin Bukhari is one of my favorite players. He's actually from my region. I've had to play him in a lot of top cuts and finals of cups and, and events on that end. And I have to tell you, he is, he is ever all the hype is, is real with that player. He is an absolute beast. He's been playing for, I think, 12 years now or something like that in this game. And just everything that he does and how he thinks through things is just, it's almost always optimal. It's always uh, interesting to see how he routes things. Uh, he plays with poise, he plays with confidence, he plays with... He is probably the most humble player I have seen out of everybody. Never pops off, never really celebrates, but you can tell he he enjoys himself, he has a good time. Uh, and I think... Love, only love no, it's okay stuff. to celebrate, though, every now and then. I, sometimes <laughs> I try to tell him, yeah. <laughs> you can get a fist bump, we know exactly. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. he's he's good. I just... One of these, man. That's all you gotta do. You, you got this. You know, he's great. I love Justin. He's an awesome guy, so... Um, I, I kind of want to just add on to what Aaron asked when it comes to juniors and, um, and seniors, is there anyone in that class that you feel like they're destined for something good, like Azul level or, and stuff like that? Juniors is hard because in juniors, you have to assume that someone is going to commit down the line for another five years and then okay. from there want to commit there so it's a little early for me for juniors but i do like the seniors question because there are a lot of people who in the past especially like towards my age have, have aged up and had a lot of success bradner has yeah uh, there is preston ellis who had, had a lot of success uh tanner as well tanner hurley aged up and had success uh rowan stavanaugh world champion 2015 he's aged up and still continue to have success right now though it's by far it's caleb rogerson this kid is on level with most masters at the top level with how he thinks and how he plays. He just showed it. If you watch that setback for EUIC for seniors finals, he put everything okay. on display. He played one of the hardest decks to play in Urshifu almost perfectly in that matchup with what he had to work with. Uh, he play, he is the invitational for season one and season two or just season one, actually for Hegster. Uh, so he's been playing in a lot of these online events. So I've gotten to watch him a lot and see him progress as a player as well. Uh, he's got a few more years still in seniors, but I'm telling you, when he ages up, man, he's he's going to be there as long as he sticks with the game, which I'm sure he will. Were you in seniors at all, or were you always a master? Uh, so I was in, I think this is, I only had, like, technically for playing in masters, I had, like, less than a year because of breaks that I took. So mm -hmm. my first year where I, like, 
sort of thought through everything. I was like, all right, I'm going to try to play competitively. Wasn't seniors. This was my last year in seniors. Um, I finished top 64 that year at Worlds. Um, so I have had the whole senior gauntlet. I do think seniors is a little bit easier now than it was, again, when you had that class of players to work with. Brad, or sure. uh, all those people. When We also had um, Connor Peterson, who doesn't play anymore currently, but he was a top, top-level senior. Probably one of the best seniors, I think, to play you know, in a long time, years and years. Um, I, I think the seniors' experience is not to be underlooked. I do think that master's results should always shine above senior results uh, because of the average caliber level of players. That's not to say there's still those few gems, right, in, in the senior division and in the junior division that, that if you put everyone together in a tournament, they'd still shine out and perform well. That makes sense. Did you did you struggle at all when you made the jump? Like, do you have any, like, nice advice for anyone that's, like, trying to be, like, like, um... Like words of encouragement because maybe sometimes they feel like they're the top dog and then when they get to masters it's like you said it's a different monster and they're like looking away well maybe i step away from the game but maybe like some encouragement to be like no i'll just continue doing this so i had a really interesting experience but i think it was probably the most rewarding experience i had in the game that led to a lot of my success my first masters regional was the first pretty much event of the year which was philly regionals in 2018 uh i came in not expecting much and ended up tying my win into top eight. So I got top 16 at that, at the, my first master's regional, not expecting to do well. And then sort of having that, that thought process of, Hey, maybe I am still good. I can keep up with this. Uh, and then pretty much after that event, after maybe like a, a few tops at cups, I started to sort of fall off into that point where I was going cups. I was missing. I was not doing well. I was unmotivated. I sort of had that thought process of maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Um, but in the end, I think that was pretty rewarding because I learned a lot of things about my game and and encountering that roadblock as early as I did after having success kind of emphasized it more. So I think to really like tie everything together, if you are a younger player getting ready to age up, uh, I stress in like a lot of things in life, but perspective is very key when looking at things, even on paper on something as simple as age. If you've been playing the game for three years in seniors, and you're about to jump up, you need to have perspective to understand that these masters that you're playing with on average have been playing for a lot longer than you have. They have more experience. They've been playing against a level of caliber higher than you are. It's just it's just the facts, just how the game works. And the sooner you understand that, the sooner you understand that success will come with time and it will come with understanding uh, essentially a whole new game as you age up. The meta is different. Someone made a really good statement that seniors and juniors meta is they play the they play the decks that are good at the last event and masters is taking a look at the decks that did well at the last event and responding and reacting to them. It's very different. Uh, so learning how to react and learning how to understand play. I think if you understand those things, uh, not to say it won't be scary, not to say it won't be easy, not to say you will have success off the bat, but it's possible. That was beautiful. Great answer. Dude, thank you so much. That was, that was good. You made I just want to go play smart. cards now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go right now. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, all right. Well, before before we open some packs and get out of here, there's one more question I really need to answer from you. And um, it's the pin you have to wear when you're, when you're uh, telecasting. It's Pokemon-like. You must wear a pin. And you're allowed to choose whatever pin, or do they have pins given to you? And you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear this. Because what if you don't have a pin? I, I wish they gave us pins. <laughs> oh, no. Pins are, pins are expensive. I've, I've run into that recently because I, I have uh, 
I am officially stocked up on some pins for upcoming regionals that are coming up. Oh, that's out. awesome. Uh, I'm going to have a, an awesome selection of pins for Indianapolis. So you're going to have to look out for, for that okay. pin selection. Uh, they encourage it. Uh, it's consistent throughout throughout all the cast members. Uh, so I like to have fun with it. I had a Primal Groudon on for uh, EUIC. Uh, and uh, I've, I've had a good selection of them, too. Uh, I just enjoy I enjoy pins too. They compliment. They've got fun things. Chip has been doing some really fun things with pins uh, with evolution lines. He did the whole whole butterfree <laughs> uh, evolution line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> solid. Uh, maybe he has some stuff planned in the future. So you'll have to look out for that too. Oh, that's but, cool. Um, I love pins. Pins are good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe I should tell them that to give me some some free pins. I definitely would that's take right. that for sure. Benefits. Sure, Benefits. Yeah. Because if all content creators get a ETB and a booster box, I feel like you should get a couple pins every now and then. Yeah, I need my, I need my Rotom pin, man. I need to see if they're exactly official Rotom pin. But you need them to have them make you different ones of each different type. So the the dryer, lawnmower. I'd be no, set they, for the full. Oh man, they, they fully exist. You could get the whole set on Etsy. There you go. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> just don't don't tell them where you got it, then they'll shut that part <laughs> down. You know. Yeah, I'm saying nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any other thing left to ask Ethan? No, man. I think we've uh, we've wrung you dry in terms of uh, information. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else. Uh, it was honestly, it was it was fun listening to it all. It was informative it was fun and interesting so great i appreciate that all right ethan so uh we got the new rcs box kudos from collectible kings um one of our sponsors Um, i'll let you choose one of the packs open so what we do is uh we give out the code card you uh you could read the code card in any way you like it could be vulgar it could be clean we're typically vulgar is a fair warning (laughs) <laughs> we are typically um, vulgar but uh, for you to open you have of course a reprint of Cosmic Eclipse Two Brilliant Stars or Chilling Rain which one would you like to claim you got Brilliant Stars need to go on Brilliant Stars Arceus here maybe making <laughs> right. money right well if it, since our guest is not taking Cosmic I'm taking Cosmic so have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I won't oh, let on Chilling Rain I was about to say, don't let you enter. Shoot. It's my favorite set to open, bro. I know it is. I know it is. Did you sell the uh, Zapdos? No, it was the uh, the Altar Arceus, and yes, yes, I did. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you bought the box from me, when you got the your wife opened up and got the Zapdos. It was the Moltres, and no, oh, it, I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, the Moltres? Yeah. Oh, I need the Moltres. Yeah, send it back. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Just start cracking them open, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> um, very hard to choose here, Ethan. You got left or right? <laughs> I'm a right kind of guy. I gotta take right here. All right, sure. I wanted the left anyways. I'm happy <laughs> for it. <laughs> I'm left-handed. Left is best. I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah. So at the end of this, uh, we're gonna need a question of the week and we're probably going to defer to you to come up with that so start brainstorming don't even give me thinking, ah. I've, I've had to think on the fly before all right we got our code card here m4vxd2qdr97mv i like that it's a good number looks like we got a water energy to start things off 
Marnie's Pride, Pachirisu, Blunder Policy. Nice Riolu artwork there. Yeah, I agree. All the artwork in the set is incredible. The Magmar art, very nice. Impidimp. Axew. There's a Spiritomb card. We got a lot of these recently. <laughs> There's a Reverse Hollow Acerola. And the final card is... Uh, what's an that? An Empoleon Hollow. <laughs> I fretched on the camera on for the entire talk about that. <laughs> so only you got to see them everybody else will just take our word on it I try, I, hide, I try to hide his camera when he shows the code card because people try to scan it or pause it oh but, yeah which I didn't have I missed that too I was, was not ready that's right Drew you're up so you know you're up let's go alright we got butts top uh, God, I almost said Nyx again. Kangaroo, butts for Halloween nine. Pumpkin, Halloween, Nevada, Virginia, zebra, dicks. <laughs> Just at the end. There you go, buddy. Excellent. Words were hard. <laughs> Water energy. Uh, the correct Gisile. <laughs> Rugged helmet. Fog Crystal. Uh, Hatterene. Or Hatana. Rockruff. Shepit. Cast Form. Ghastly. And Reverse Hollow Galarian Weezing. Ooh. 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 The Anticipation and Cabellion. <laughs> 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 uh, is it you or me it's you buddy I'm gonna, cool. we'll go save the because uh, we're going to get the Eldar ADP in this one pack that's what's going to happen mm -hmm. and our listeners are going to go wild insane <laughs> these, uh, these code cards are insane though holy cow alright we have Max Xylophone Richard Titties, Cat Yolanda, Harry Lisa Six Penis, Karen Jack Richard. Richard, are you mad at me? Yes. The way you made it sound like is <laughs> Shannon yelling at me. Richard, uh, metal energy. Uh, Cling. Uh, goodbye. Corkle. Weasel. I'm feeling Arceus. Carablast. I mean, Star Wars. I'm, I'm definitely feeling uh, that too. Yeah. I, uh, I would be blown away. <laughs> Turtwig. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Turtwig. So Piplup. Oh, there you oh, go. Damn. Hey. The Gilbert? Oh, I can't tell. No. I really can't. Dude, I can't see it. Dust Noir. I can't see it. It's so blurry. <laughs> and oh, Torterra. So much grass Pokemon. Three hollows? Yeah. Wow. That means Cosmic Eclipse is probably a sleeper, right? Really a four for four hollow. I feel like that's rarer yeah. than two. I feel like I should even open this pack, you know? <laughs> oh, let's go! Oh, shit. 
the dream is alive. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you didn't even read off the code card. Oh, I'm going too quick. I got so excited. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. For your old school Sun and Moon Cosmic Eclipse, we have X-Ray for Richard, Richard, David, Titty, Seven, Cat, Boik, Quailman, Goober, Daniel, Yolanda. Hey, Little Leap. <laughs> BC. Mimikyu. Rollit. This is like nostalgia right now. Higher. Jag oh, higher. Oh, higher. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Transmanian. Uh, what is it? Where was it? Rolts? What is this? I can't even see. I have. Yeah, your camera's that out. good, and I'm getting yelled at for not being able to tell what something is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> you know how many times I pulled back at the heyday? <laughs> we struck gold, everybody. That's Island good. Get. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't say what it was. All right, Ethan. What would be the question of the week for our listeners to get three hollows and a gold card? And it's something oh, that they would have something they would have heard on the podcast at some point in time. Ooh, at some point in time. It could be a trivia of a card. It could be something we talked about on card. It could be something you answered, uh something one of us said. Like Anything like like the um, you don't have to use it, but like the name that you said to look out for seniors, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like whatever we talked about. Um. All right, I got this on the podcast today. Mm. We mentioned two evolution Pokemon. <laughs> what two evolution Pokemon did we mention? Oh, all right. That's good. That's good. That is a good one. Um, also, the you also get the uh, alt art Arceus. Everybody, I'm not. I'm not holding that. So it's the best card out of all of them, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful card. Oh. So, um, if you're listening on Spotify. Thank you so much. Uh, take the two seconds and just hit that follow and notification button and you can review. So, you know, if you want to give five star, five star really helps us out. Thank you so much. iTunes, same thing. Five star, five star pats on back. And if you're uh, looking to help support the Pokedads anyway, we do have a Patreon with all new benefits at patreon.com slash Pokedads TCG. We have the $2 tier, $5, $10, 25 and 50. And, um, you know, whatever whatever floats your boat, any tier gets you into our Discord where you get to hang out with us, ask questions, play, challenge people, make fun of Drew. It's a good time. Like, that's, no one makes fun of Drew. He's the coolest guy there. Like, I try to be cool. I try to be cool. <laughs> with Drew, you know? <laughs> but uh, everyone that, that has been uh, supporting the past year, thank you so much. We deeply appreciate it. Um, Ethan, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Yes. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity you're giving us. I'm I'm glad uh, Drew yelled at me through a text message saying I need to reach out to you. So this is all thanks to the intern. He does all the work for us. That's why he's here. That's why he's the intern. The intern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll save everyone from a dad joke this week. Yes. No dad joke. 
Uh, just a brief reminder. Uh, it is May now, so we do have our first Pokedad Locals. It is a uh, standard format, if you will. Uh, these games take place on PTCGO. Uh, if you're a Patreon, we have posted the link in our stuff, and there is a specific code to get in. If you're not a Patreon, join the Patreon to come become uh, to come participate in the uh, tournament. Uh, but yeah, put that on your calendar. I think it's the fifteenth, uh, if I'm not mistaken. No, mm. we're going back. I can't check things. It is the nineteenth, nineteenth, because the Hexer is the fifteenth, and I'm also signed up for that too, so that'll be fun. There you go. Yeah. I need I need to also. Um also following up tomorrow or today, whenever well technically today because you're listening tomorrow. But anyways, very confusing. Um we will also be having our first raffle for all our Patreon members. So, you know, whatever tier you are gives you more tickets into the raffle. I'm pretty excited. Um if I remember correctly, it's five booster packs. Do you remember the rest? I should have had this in front of me. But anyways, you you get free stuff. We'll we'll have it. We'll spin the wheel. It's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it, and that will be tonight. And um, any plugs you want to do, Ethan? Uh, follow Twitter, uh, XTCG, and uh, make sure you guys tune in again to the Hexer broadcast on the 14th and 15th. Besides that, uh, check out TBCI streams. You'll see me on here and there. And uh, and thanks, boys, for having me on. It's been a blast. Appreciate y'all. Oh, damn, man. We, yeah, thank we you. Appreciate you. Um. Yeah, Aaron. Anything else? You good? I'm good. You good? All I'm right. Good. Well, I hope you. I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're listening to the podcast. I hope you had a good time. Ethan was a lot of fun. Very chill, mm-hmm. dude. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of info. Some stuff I can't wait to uh, clip and get that that stuff out there, and then we'll post it everywhere. It's gonna be a good time. So um, get ready if you're you're doing the regionals this this coming up weekend. Uh, good luck. Have fun. And, uh, yeah, there's more coming up. Milwaukee will be the next one after that. I'm super stoked for that. I'm dragging the dads with me. I'm carrying them <laughs> or dragging. haven't decided because that means Aaron needs to get uh, his rust off. I do. I get cracking, yeah. Yeah. So. Could be like a day. Um, <laughs> as always, <laughs> I'm Pokedad Rick. I'm Pokedad Aaron. I'm the intern Drew. Sign us off, buddy. And may your pulls be ever in your favor. Some eyebrow hey, if you need to, uh, you know, use the restroom, make a phone call, get a beverage, now's the time to do it. Call yep. my lifeline now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta go, guys. Mom, can you pick me up? These guys are old. <laughs> find this clip. I may be able to find it, but I'm not sure if I if I do find this clip though, because you brought Drake Dizzle up. I think someone retweeted it because I don't know where else I'd find it. But this is like one of the the funniest Drake Dizzle clips I have ever seen, and it was on Twitter a while back. I'm gonna see if I uh if I have it, but. If was not, it the one where he healed its way all the way back to zero? Yeah, he flipped like twelve heads, and this is like the smallest. I don't know who it was hearing <laughs> it, but it was like yeah. this guy was just like, he's like, wait, he was just slowly getting more confused. He's like, wait, what? How? What is happening? As he just watches everything. <laughs>